Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Slight delay. Waiting for league confirmation to start the game. Wow. Announcement from the NBA overnight suspending its season. Until further notice, the news coming shortly after a Utah Jazz player tested positive for the coronavirus. Kristen Kenny on the big show. You had an experience that might have gone even farther into this whole thing. You kind of look back and look at it like it was a movie or a dream. Just surreal. I think dealing with the aftermath of it is more challenging, actually, than when we were physically there. Just seeing now the trickle-down effect overall on our state and our nation. But, you know, during that time when we were there, it was absolutely surreal and there's still a lot of unknowns but I really think it was incredible how the situation was handled which brought a lot of ease and comfort. Gordon a year ago that uh, that wild night where the Jazz and the uh, Thunder were set to square off and uh, uh, all of a sudden play stopped right before it was to begin I mean right before tip-off and uh, the NBA season, as you heard right there, was eventually shut down and uh, the world along with it in a lot of ways. And it's it's pretty amazing that that was a year ago. It feels like so much longer to me. Yeah, it has uh, it has been a long time. But, you know, we all knew about uh, coronavirus uh, prior to this. We we're all sort of uh, concerned by by before today, a year ago. But. You know, kind of dancing near the edge of that cliff, but man, when when uh, when this day came, and the jazz game was was uh, postponed or canceled, that's when it really hit home for a lot of folks, and it did for me, that's for sure. You and I had talked prior to that time about the potential effects, but my my, that uh, that just shoved us right over the edge, uh, and uh, we've uh, been trying to deal with it slash recover slash enjoy sports uh and be safe uh ever since yeah and it's it's amazing how that event was truly the the straw that broke the camel's back i mean don't get me wrong i i'm not trying to say that it was necessarily knee-jerk i'm just saying like that was the event that triggered everything i mean the the entire response from from government on down yeah. Uh, seemed to kind of draw back to that event in a lot of ways because it wasn't like um, it wasn't like we had just found out about it by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I mean, it was already yeah. a big topic of conversation. Certainly, we we did talk mm-hmm. about it on the show because you, you know, the NCAA tournament was not having fans. That was like kind of one of those big events where it was like, oh, really? It was controversial at the time. You know, I and and anyway, it was it was kind of the event that that I think caused the chain reaction of which uh, is of a significance that we've never seen before. So in in that sense, it's it's certainly a very unique moment in time, and it's it's pretty random that it that it uh, has to do with the Utah Jazz. I got to admit. Yeah, uh, as you said, I think you said it the other day, Jake, that uh, everything in the world was uh, sort of pivoting off of what happened to uh, Utah's team. And Rudy Gobert, unfortunately, really got blamed. And and there was was just craziness, uh, accusations made toward him. And I know, you know, he had 
what was it? Uh, how'd the story go? He had visitors from Europe or something uh, a couple of weeks before. I think it was family. Or, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, family. And, uh, and and some people wanted to blame Rudy, but how do you blame an individual for a pandemic? You just there's at that time that I don't remember at that time social distancing rules or ad, uh, advisements being handed out. Were they? I mean, maybe someone. I think Fauci at that time had talked about being careful with crowds and and all that, but maybe there had been some talk of it. I don't know. It just seems silly to blame somebody. Uh, famous or somebody who was uh, in the spotlight who who was unfortunate enough to contract this to to get blamed for it man it was it was a shared burden on the entire world well and, I, and all that all that's been sorted out since then i mean uh, it, it seems as though and we can talk more about this later but it seems like rudy has recovered really well from that as have the jazz yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of that animosity uh, towards Rudy Gobert like there certainly like there once was, which is, in hindsight just seems so unbelievably ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, who know who knows how prevalent it was in society before really that time because nobody knew about it. We didn't test for it. We didn't. You know, there's all sorts of things that we, when you look at the whole situation in hindsight, you just go, man, that 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 was. That was lucky in a way that that Rudy's profile and celebrity triggered all that, but at the same time, certainly unfair to him. No doubt. And I think most people uh, now, again, with the gift of hindsight, I think most people would agree with that. That that I mean, the fact that he was the center point of the whole world, you know, for however long you want to say it was, was was really unfair to him. And and we asked Sarah Todd or uh, uh, the other day when she jumped on the show, Gordon, if that will be a part of Rudy's legacy forever. And she said yes, and and gave a, a good explanation. And I totally agree with her. It unfortunately for Rudy, it it will it will go with him forever. You know, it'll be at the top of that Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's something that happened. And uh, but but Rudy has all kinds of opportunity to continue building that resume that will be crowded. And he he probably hopes crowded out so that that. But but I think the way the world views it is is changed because everybody gets it now. You know, it it, it didn't start with Rudy Gobert, like you said, who knows who had it at that time. But uh, but as as the world has learned more about this and fought fought with it now for all this time, uh, I, I think that will soften as the years go by. But I'll tell you, that night that it happened, in our visits with Kristen Kenny, who you heard there, and and Sarah Todd and, and some jazz coaches and others, a bowler told us about it, it was intense. When they were in that locker room after being called off the court and they they had to try and understand what it was that was going on and what the dangers were and how prevalent it was and what they were supposed to do and how they handle it. Not just that, but how do they get home? And I, Quinn Snyder, I think, was a hero that night. If, I know it's a loose interpretation of the, of, the, uh, of the word, but he took charge of that team, man. He found a hotel where they could stay, and he helped make arrangements to get that team home. Who wants to put up a team that has now has been tagged as infected with COVID-19? You know, the whole thing was intense. Then they come back. Remember, they met at, at the hangar, didn't they? 
And uh, I think some of the state officials came out. Angela Dunn came out and spoke to the team and tried to, you know, soothe frayed nerves uh, while dispensing facts. The whole thing was just tight and intense. And uh, but uh, I think uh, they weathered it as well as possible. You know, and and maybe it's too soon to make light of these things, but but oh well, here we go. Uh, you know that that hotel thing was a real thing, uh, and I've heard multiple people talk about uh, that it was a difficult to to make an arrangements for a place to stay that night, as you could certainly understand. But Gordon, I was uh, I was in a fraternity when I was in college, as you know. And when you're calling uh, like a banquet hall or something to have an event, uh-huh. you tell them that you're anything but a fraternity. <laughs> so you lie. 100%. <laughs> yeah, we're just the, uh, the, the uh, National Merit Scholars Organization getting together for our... <laughs> <laughs> or annual do you think do you think coach Schneider had to do that or or uh, you know Steve Starks or whoever's uh, you know we're making those uh, Ashley uh, Reinhardt whoever's making those arrangements hi we're a um we're a group of missionaries <laughs> uh yeah that's right LDS missionaries yeah we're uh, we just need a place to hunker down uh for the night if uh, you so please think he had to come up with something else I don't. I I think it was. It, it's it's pretty hard to hide who the Utah Jazz are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know maybe it wouldn't are. work as well as. Yeah, telling. Probably wouldn't. Well, I mean, even like the example you use. Uh, yeah, we're we're a group of missionaries who are all you know between six feet and seven two or something, you know. But I know uh, it seems a little out out of uh, the norm, but but it's not. We assure you, it's all good. NBA team, us, no. <laughs> please yeah hi there i no we we would do that you'd call like a restaurant to have like a, an event or or something like that it would be like yeah we're uh we're the uh, mm, uh the utah <laughs> tobogganers association <laughs> the national honor society uh, we're, looking, uh, <laughs> we're looking to you have our annual banquet down there yes mm-hmm. oh, worked every bro. time mm. it's amazing how much lower the price got <laughs> did you did you really do that <laughs> yeah, we wait. No, no, we <laughs> no, really no, tell we know it's we, all hate. We never it's way, did that. It's no. way past the limitations I don't, now. You... I don't know what you're talking about. No, that never, <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> Were you an officer in your fraternity to arrange such things? No, or? absolutely not. They would never put that kind of responsibility on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, well, the jazz made it home, but it wasn't easy. And no, the, there, course... the flight, they had to find pilots. How wild is that? I mean, it's just what a what a crazy situation, and and big ups to everybody involved with it too. I I don't know if you saw this, Gordon, but Spencer Cox sent out a couple of texts that he sent to his group, uh, including Doctor Dunn, um, that night. I thought that was interesting. Where he said, "Heads up, guys, we're going to be dealing with this." And anyway, uh, big ups to them because that's crazy. The eye of the world was was right there on them, and uh, they had to act. Pretty impressive. Jake, as we talk uh, about this now, doesn't it feel, even though we're not completely out of the woods yet, but, man, doesn't it feel better now than it did at that time? Oh, my God, just facing that again or being in the midst of it like like uh, was the case at that particular time? Doesn't it feel good to be looking at this in the rear view? I don't know if we're quite there yet. I mean, I am looking at this uh, mask that I accidentally turned blue in the wash right now. <laughs> 
Well, I'm not saying that we're uh, completely clear of it, but hopefully the worst is behind us. Austin wants to get back to those scrapbooking conventions that uh, he does on the side. He and Bowler. Do you know that? That's how I met my wife. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? That's how I met my wife was working at that scrapbook company. Was it really? Yeah, I I worked with her mom and brother. Oh, that's right. You know what? I knew that part of the story. And the, the owner of that company, is he allowed me to still be paid while I was being unpaid as an intern at KFAN. Wow. How about that? Without him, I wouldn't be here, so yeah. blame him. There you go. So so let me get this straight. This is one of those weird twists of fate, but had you not gotten involved in that scrapbooking thing, you probably would not have met your wife? That's 100% actual. Factual, yeah. That, that, looking back at that, now you've got your family, you've got her, you've got uh, Harper, you've got... Uh, what if you hadn't have done that? Yeah, that's why I won't stand for Jake's scrapbook slander. I was speaking honestly. <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd's in the other room. He can't wait to get back to cat smuggling. Oh, has that been outlawed during well, this time? Well, you know, it's not really COVID friendly. Oh, cats can carry the virus. Well, you got to do something with the cats. You can't box them up and mail them. You got to, you know, meet somebody. I to... Scotty was the one that was all for cat cruelty. Uh, what's that... cruel about smuggling cats? I'm sure they find nice homes. Isn't Scotty the one that said swing a dead cat around or something? Oh, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question so what, for what you. Is that, is that how Lloyd met his wife? Smuggling cats? Yeah. Oh, I, I doubt it. Does she know he smuggles cats? <laughs> Comes home with scratches all over him? <laughs> Think about that for a second. Everybody within the sound of our voice, those of you who are happily married... Think about how you met your wife or your husband and what what led up to that and how what are the odds that you ever would have met her or him? I mean, that'll blow your mind looking back at it. Lloyd, here's a lint roller. And do you <laughs> smell like catnip? <laughs> and why is there why is there three hundred pounds of kitty litter in the garage? <laughs> Wait, wait, what kind of cat smuggling was Lloyd t- uh, tangled up in? I mean, we're talking big numbers? Man, you get yourself a, a bright orange tabby. I mean, that's <laughs> lucrative. Okay, <laughs> stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show. Huh. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.